Preston. Hello, Sam. Uh, oh, what show is this? Oh, this is planning for the worst. I there is a lull. I thought you were gonna say it immediately after, but we'll work out the intro eventually. I took hey, a this break. Is, yeah, this is planning for the worst. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is a show where I, Preston, and my friend Sam, uh, we talk about some absurd ideas that we come up with in these little brains of ours, and we talk about them a lot, and we talk about what would happen and how you should plan for these. Horrible, horrible, horrible scenarios that we oftentimes come up with. Uh, and today's format is a little a little different than our normal formats, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, Sam, do you want to introduce the, the format of today? Of course I do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Honorable Mentions Hour. Yeah. <laughs> we, wow, we really need a soundboard or something, because that's, that's super underwhelming. We did that in the last episode. We did like a <laughs> confetti party type thing, and it was, just, it was nothing. It fell totally flat. Uh, this yeah. is the Honorable Mentions Hour. Now, Sam, it's you do only- know that, <laughs> just, just throwing in there, that this is going into a uh, recording mix, and that we could add applause if we wanted to. That's uh, possible. Uh, Maybe I'll add well, an applause. You'll know. You'll know when the episode comes out. If there's yeah, an applause if you track if you not. heard an applause, congrats, Pat Pat Preston on the back. He did a great job <laughs> deciding to put applause in there. Uh, but I won't hold it against him either way. Uh, anyways, anyways, this is the honorable mentions hour. Uh, and if you ha- if this is the first episode you're listening to out of our season two uh, out of our season two premiere episodes. Uh, this is, uh, the honorable mentions has been a new segment that we've been doing this past couple of recordings, uh, where we briefly discuss a smaller concept that we didn't really think could be a full episode, but that was still interesting and funny enough that we, we wanted to talk about it anyways. Uh, the conceit behind this whole episode, and it's something that we think we'll be doing again in the future, is we just do the short ones. We don't have a big mm-hmm. concept today. Nothing we're going to be talking about for 50 minutes. It's just going to be snap, 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 quick, good ideas. <laughs> Yeah, and we, yeah, we think it's gonna be uh, fun because we've said this in a episode this season, I think already. But especially whenever we were talking about the honorable mentions, but we come up with like with a bunch of ideas, and we just we just can't use them for a full episode. And the ones that we use today, you guys will you'll kind of get a sense of like why we can't do it for a full episode. There just isn't the possibility for, you know, maybe the world building or, you know, they're sort of gimmicky in nature, too, which is fun for a little bit, but not for uh, 55 minutes fun, you know? Yeah, and I mean, because uh, we've done this every single time we've had one of these, as you just see right away, yeah, this is why, okay, I'm glad that they decided (laughs) to do this. So far, we haven't misjudged anything. We've only done two honorable mentions so far, and they've both been hilarious, good segments, in my humble opinion, but <laughs> they could not have been full episodes. Anyways, well, okay, we've spent enough time on this nonsense. Preston, yes. let's do it. Hell, let's just jump into it. Let's do let's, it. Hit me with the first concept. <laughs> let's just jump right into it. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, um, first one. We've got, we've got four lined up. First one. Uh, super frogs. Surprise! Frogs are at the top of the food chain now. What do you do? What do they look like? <laughs> oh, that's first tough, of all. Right. First of all, thank your local frogs, or not thank, but congratulate your local frogs that you see. If you see your tree frogs that you know are hanging out on your porch, uh, give them a little congratulations, and then go on with your day. Because I mean, hey, they they reached the f- top of the food chain. That's a that's a that's an honorable thing to recognize. Paul Preston, good, good, good grief! I think you've kind of missed the point of our concept here. What do you You're mean? Congr- congratulating the tree frog would be like congratulating a jaguar. Like this is a thing mm. 
that can demolish you. <laughs> you don't a stand point. a chance against it. You have every reason to be terrified in the presence of frogs now. Is this every frog, by the way? Or is it like one species of frog that has like done really well? Or is it like every kind of frog? Oh, I didn't think about I, that. I think it's... I, our, oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's just our only... We always start with a concept, right? And then we come up with the... The limiters are sort of because of the way we worded the question. And the way we started this question, when we when we were talking about it, it was just like, frogs are at the top. And that seems to me <laughs> to imply every frog got some sort of boost, rather than <laughs> we imagine some version of frogs that could be the top. I think every frog is... I think every frog has gotten a level up in some sense uh, because of the circumstances that we put them in today. Yeah. <laughs> But what's the level up? Okay, so let's look at let's look at some strengths of frogs that we know already. First of all, they've got they've got really fast um, reflexes with their tongues, <laughs> like when they're catching bugs and stuff. There's some frogs that are extremely poisonous. Those are already really strong in general. Like, how much of a buff do they need? And then, of course, there's mm-hmm. frogs that are just weak, like your local tree frogs. Like they they can't harm a fly no i take that back they can only harm flies but they can't harm anything else (laughs) (laughs) all right well okay well no let's focus on strengths because what we have to do is we have to crank all the strengths to max so okay reflexes reflexes times 10 they know what you're gonna do before you do oh wow (laughs) yeah they have they have predictive future sight every frog has spidey sense now um (laughs) and it knows free will has been debunked uh basically uh, by this tree frog who by will frogs <laughs> yes by this tree frog uh it, it every frog at this point knows exactly where you're gonna be uh weeks in advance wow um yeah it's tricky uh don't make any plans it kind of ruins our um, whole show <laughs> <laughs> oh i got well okay but we're planning right now before the frogs got that power right so Oh, yeah. Presumably we're fine. This is just in the worst case scenario. So you'll already have your plan. So hopefully the frogs won't really be able to do so much against you as long (laughs) as we plan correctly. Uh, Attribute two, poison. Uh, They're more poison. Maybe they can shoot the poison at you. Oh, yeah. Um, Like needles. It seems like it would be useful. Yeah, because right now it's like only if you like try to eat them or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. It's a, it's a defensive I, measure. I won't, be, I won't be trying to eat them, and I don't think that they're capable of being eaten anymore. <laughs> so they need to take, they need to level up that poison in a way that makes it useful again. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do, I've got a fun headcanon that I'd like okay. to propose uh, with the idea that frogs become predictive in nature and that they have the ability to kind of see into the future. I'm going <laughs> to assume, I'm going to assume that in order for them to continue to get to the top of the food chain, they have to be able to communicate with each other. Let's assume they learn the human language. They develop the vocal cords necessary to speak and understand, and they develop the mental power to understand languages. What if, this is this is a fun world I like to imagine, what if frogs became like, um, uh, I can't even think of the word right now. Oh my gosh. They become like the fortune teller people. Yeah, they become fortune tellers. You walk into a booth and there's just a there's a tree frog sitting there and he's like, come and I'll tell you your future. And then you go and tell this tree frog about, uh, you know, what your palm looks like. And then he mm-hmm. he tells you about your future. Is that possible in this scenario or no, am I just well, in over my head? It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible. But Preston, again, I want this. This is about the violence and the terror of these <laughs> predators. Preston, frogs have lived subservient to humans for as long as they've been around. You don't and think the they're de- going to try to, like, 
corporatize the the market? You don't think they're going to try and corner the market because no, they're no, unique? No, no, no. They're going to supersede <laughs> our markets, Preston. <laughs> what reason do they have to care about our markets? That's they, a good point. <laughs> the, the, the frogs have are a ravaging force on on this planet, and they are taking it by storm, in my opinion. I think it's a war uh, between us humans and those frogs. And, oh, wow. <laughs> Frog I war. Mean, well, I, mean, I think that's at least what we have to prepare for. That's, um, that's fair. Yeah. Because, we, I mean, we can't just hope that these people will want to work in our carnivals. Um, <laughs> when in all when in all reality, they pose mortal danger to every single person that they come into contact with. So that's, that's a fair play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's focus again. OK, let's focus back in on yeah. what exactly their whole deal is. Yeah. 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 They've got poison spikes. <clears throat> they know what you're going to do weeks before you know what you're going to do. Um, with the, what other strengths do frogs have? Are frogs good at things? So they you can, could... I can, oh, they can jump. That's oh. the whole frog's jump, right? <laughs> How do we forget about that? How do, that's like the number, <laughs> that's the first thing they teach you about frogs. <laughs> uh, so these frogs, they can jump so much. Maybe they can, oh, okay. So maybe they, so their legs, so they, their legs have become so powerful, right? That not only can they jump really high, but if they like, just like, angle themselves down they can like burrow really far underground oh wow that is not where my mind went when we thought about <laughs> super strong legs <laughs> so they can jump they can sort of just invert the jump and jump deep into the earth uh to get you from below <laughs> it's like a target attack <laughs> target target your groundwater with their poisonous bodies <laughs> <laughs> they they poison the crops. <laughs> <laughs> this, that is a power. That is a power that's really fun. I think I like that a lot. That's great. <laughs> Where my mind went, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought you were saying that they have the ability to like jump super high and like dive bomb onto people, uh, which makes like their spike powers even better because they can like oh, shoot spikes yeah. across a whole area and like a big a big arcing jump and then they rain spikes upon you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yes, another. Thought, I mean, of course they can do that. Yeah, yeah, and and the other thought behind strong legs was uh, sort of like a donkey kick scenario where they're able to just like reel up their hind legs and just wipe <laughs> you out in one kick. <laughs> Okay, okay, so this is something I've been trying to think about, is how big are the frogs, right? <laughs> That's a good question. Because <laughs> one of the weaknesses I was going to identify with frogs is that they're small, right? So the, yeah. the perfect frog would be bigger, so it's not so small, it can't just be, like, n crushed by, like, a big, like a big <clears throat> foot. Yeah, I mean, how, how big are these frogs becoming? I mean, let's look at some, some items in our room. I should say six room. feet tall. Six feet tall? <laughs> Oh I mean, my like, gosh. I mean, the predator, Preston, these are the top of the food chain, right? Like, how okay. big would they have to be to that's, be the top of the food chain? Yeah, that's fair. It, especially <laughs> if we're talking about the, especially if we're talking about the food chain, if they're like little babies, they aren't, they're not eating like giant, they're not eating big animals. They're not eating oh, big prey. Right. They have no incentive to go after these like massive groups of things. So they, we, if they were the apex predators, we wouldn't know because they wouldn't be predating anything. Mm -hmm. So I but think they got to be pretty big. Six feet tall is a great starting place. They yeah, could go six bigger. feet tall is a good place to start. I don't think they have to be any bigger. I think that's 
pretty good for considering everything else that they've got going for them right now. I think a six feet height boost will be fine. <laughs> okay, now do we need to come up? I don't think do we need that seems pretty like a pretty strong opponent in my opinion. Yes. Anyways, to be going up against. <laughs> I think we've put, we've set ourselves up a pretty strong handicap here. Uh, Preston, what do we do about these big big frogs? They're so big and tall. They're taller than me. Uh, okay. And they're so deadly. We've got to if we're gonna take out these frogs, we've got to try and exploit their weaknesses, right? So mm-hmm. they let's identify like what they can do. So they can burrow underground. They can jump really high. They can shoot spikes, and they know our every move. Idea. So. Uh, so the 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 ability that they have to like see into the future only comes from their reflexes which, which means that they can't really see into the future that far right so an idea oh, especially if there's like a frog coup that's gonna like try and go deep into the earth my thought is you just have to poison the ground and you just litter the entire thing with you know like those um the poison peanuts that they put in the ground for moles. Yeah, you just put mm. those everywhere in the ground, oh, like around the whole beautiful, city. Beautiful. And so if they shoot themselves under, I mean, they're just going to get... Uh, would they eat it? Would it, like, fly into their mouth if there's so many? Or do they think it, might it would just bur- be... It might, well, it would burst on impact, I think, would be the idea. So it would be sort oh, of like okay. very small landmines... Uh, oh, that yeah. we just sort of we scatter underground uh, in, I like that in idea. surrounding all of our major cities I think would be the best place to start. Uh-huh. Um okay, so that so that sort of covers from below, but we've already talked about that they have enormous strength uh, like <laughs> good lord. So they can jump really really high. Are we going to put a, a cap on how high how high do they jump Preston? I mean they're 6 I'm feet gonna tall. Say they got those strong, strong legs. 30 feet. 30 feet know. up. These okay, guys well, was jumping a great- high. <laughs> I love that number. I actually, <laughs> when I asked that question, I was like, I, "I, there's no number he could say that will satisfy me." Like, <laughs> how tall? How tall is thirty feet? I don't. I don't know. I can't ballpark that. That's like Take- what? That's like. It's like five a bunch like like five like five me's a couple yeah, like more five than that. U's like like five five ish U's just like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> that's pretty high. That's pretty high. But, I mean, not high enough that like we couldn't just build a wall, right? I don't know. That's true. Oh, they're, su- that- they're super smart. They're super smart frogs. Yeah. Huh. Now can they can they just can they not beat guns? Like, will guns kill them? <laughs> Is that the I solution? Think, well, we're fighting an impossible <laughs> battle if we say that f- they can't be killed by guns. I mean, let's... Okay, yeah, we could shoot them. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... light what? them up. Okay, well, we could play <laughs> the other game. We could play the other game and be like, okay, well, in normal frogs, we one of normal frogs' weaknesses is guns. They don't like getting shot by guns. So we should... Well, this new super frog has the advantage of being gunproof. <laughs> I don't skin. like that. We can shoot the we can shoot the frogs, and it's easy. Yeah. After all, we we can blow them up. I mean, you just pick a big enough round for your gun, <laughs> and you're basically exploding them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we can shoot the frogs so for sure. Can, so you can just kill the frogs. America has got a great advantage in this frog mm-hmm. war thus far. <laughs> yeah, so that's really solid. Yeah, we'll we'll centralize our our guns and resources inside the cities protected by walls and landmines. Eventually, they're going to get under the landmines, though, because that's there's true. only so many of them. Well, can they? What if we put the landmines so far that it like got too hot for them to get that far? Oh, no, know? I just meant like they'll explode the ones that we've put there, and then, oh. let, then they're going to burrow into our cities and kill us all. They send in like um, kamikaze 
like kamikaze frogs to get rid of the bombs that are there so that the other ones can get through. Yeah, and I mean, I'm assuming they're pretty <laughs> smart. I mean, yeah, how are they like frog intelligence with like predator instincts, or are they like <laughs> human intelligence or higher with with uh, predator frog skills? Like, oh gosh, because uh, if they're smart enough, they could just like burrow the one tunnel down and like start clearing a path, mm-hmm. and that would be that would be the smart way to go about it instead of just endlessly blowing yourself up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I guess that would be one of the weaknesses of the frogs, though, is that they don't have that mm. mental capacity. Yeah. That humans do. So if, we give, if we give away that, then, well, we've we've doomed ourselves because we, we can't even imagine the things the frogs might cook up if they're smarter than us. We are, after all, only human. So that sort of exceeds our ability <laughs> to improv. Um, yeah. Yeah. OK, so the frogs are dumb. And they get blown <laughs> up a lot. <laughs> um, and they get shot. Don't forget. And they get shot. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Well, if they are just frogs, if they are just frogs, then after the first wave of them get blown up, I don't think they'll realize that, like, eventually they'll stop getting blown up. And they might just give up on burrowing into Maybe. our major cities. Yeah. And then we could have, like, anti-air to take them out when they jump. <laughs> oh, that's real. Yeah, that's great. Anti-air, anti-aircraft, anti-frogcraft uh, <laughs> missile systems. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Okay, look. Okay, so, uh, and I'm going to call it. Boom. We did one. We did a segment, right? There you go. We, okay, so. We set up an enemy, which is super frogs, and then we beat them. That's an episode. We it, was su- it. it was surprisingly easier to defeat the super frogs than I thought it would be, to be completely honest with you. I thought we were going to have a bigger battle ahead of us. Oh, well, that's not bad at all. You just bolster your defenses. We made up... I mean, it's... Okay, Preston, it's such a simple game. You just make up powers, and then you make up ways <laughs> to beat the powers. It's like... <laughs> the only thing is that it was frogs is where we were starting from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, so, there's that. Okay, like, hey, hit me with another one. Hit me with another one, Preston. What's, oh, what's our next one? topic? I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Sam, I want to start this off by saying I love fondue, specifically chocolate fondue. I've never had cheese fondue before, uh, but I imagine it's just as good as it sounds. I mean, you can't go wrong with can't go wrong with cheese, and I've never gone wrong with chocolate fondue before, so I can't imagine cheese would be mm-hmm. any worse. Uh, but anyways, yeah, seems right. fondue though, Sam, I, I just it's not as big as it used to be it feels like I th- it felt like fondue was that that classic thing on tv where you saw it and you were like man that's a nice that's a nice fondue or that's a nice chocolate it was really fondue. it was really big in the in the early 2000s but it's sort of yeah it has faded yeah. since then i think no it was fantastic and i loved it uh but sam recently i've not i've not seen any fondue and i'm kind of pissed about it not gonna lie i want some <laughs> more fondue in my life <laughs> okay uh, what are some ways that we can take fondue and modernize it for the for the 2020s and okay. move forward from there. Hmm. New fondue. Fondue for a, <laughs> a time a time long gone. Um <laughs> what could the fondue be like? Well, maybe oh. we could make fondue out of new stuff. Cause so far all I think about is it being chocolate and cheese. That's true. But what if I mean, all you have to do is get something really hot, right? Uh, what's <laughs> I guess, well, okay, let's qualify what makes a fondue a fondue. It's got to be a solid when it's not hot, and then okay. it has it has to become a liquid within like a 
an acceptable range of temperatures. You can't, so can't call we like, can't do steel fondue, right? <laughs> no, That's not food. You can't, you can't do molten hot metal as fondue. <laughs> I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna count Is that, that not, one out okay. right now. Oh <laughs> man. Okay, because I. <laughs> that's such a fun. That's such a fun conclusion you could come to. On any other episode of this show, we'd be like, "Is steel? Is molten steel a fondue?" <laughs> but we can't do that today because that's not food that's not hip the teens aren't interested in molten steel fondue it's, it's simply not in our wheelhouse to work with that okay so you're right you're right you're right it has to be safe to consume at least while it's a liquid yes um now well, i've got the melting range then i've got i've got a website or not a website but i've got a google search pulled up real quick just to tell you what the okay. three main types of fondue are so it, oh, it is cheese and chocolate like we like we just said but there is a third one and it says here that it's oil or broth fondue and i don't know what that means um oil oil or broth which is puzzling because oil is already a liquid at least i think it is whenever you get it (laughs) well maybe it's like a fat a fatty type thing that's sort of like a lard like (laughs) if you get a lard really hot i bet you could fondue it that's kind of gross i don't want to eat lardy fondue (laughs) oh boy oh boy (laughs) I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I don't even know what a stock is. I think you use it for soups. What a what is? I don't, like a stock? I think oh, it's for yes. soups. Yeah, you use but it I, for <laughs> broth and like creating a broth and soup, I think. Okay. Well, that's something. So, I guess. But anyway, that's, that's not that's, really that's important. That's so unmarketable. P- kids love cheese. Kids love chocolate. Nobody cares about oil and no. broth. <laughs> no. That's that's baloney. Did they we like, need a hip new? <laughs> did they just take vegetable oil and like or like mm-hmm. olive oil and just pour it in a pan and call it fondue <laughs> when they heated it up? I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> ew, 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 ew. I don't even want to think about it or talk about it. Preston, I've got a modern fondue for you. <laughs> oh, okay. What if we? What if we? Gave, what if we made like brand deals? Fondue brand deals. So we could have like a minions fondue uh, that comes oh, out. Oh no! <laughs> where the conceit of it, and I mean, we can tell this to the kids. I mean, it's it could really just be like another <laughs> cheese or a chocolate, but it would be like, hey, we melted the minions, and you can put marshmallows in them uh, and eat their eat them. Eat Yummy. the melted minions. <laughs> or. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, maybe that's not maybe that's not the solution. Okay, but to Sam, Sam, you've you're onto you've got you've got something good here. I think that if oh, we if wow, you and I modernized this and like took this and ran with it, then I honestly think that we'd be able to like sustain ourselves financially for the rest of our lives if we market fondue properly. I mean, what if we created sure. like a Fortnite fondue? I mean, that'd be pretty good. I think. <laughs> I don't know how you Fortnite. make a Fortnite fondue, but if we could figure it out, we might be able to sell it to enough kids and be set for life. We could finally get out of our get out of our recording cages that we're stuck in when we for this for this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, I've gosh, I want to see the sunlight again. Um, yeah, okay. Fondue might be our ticket out of here, Preston. But I think we need to do better than Minions and Fortnite because we don't have access to those brands yet. We need to start off with something original. That is true. Something that is literally just melting uh, a solid <laughs> and and putting stuff in it. Yeah. Or maybe find a way to repurpose the old stuff. We've got vats and vats of cheese and chocolate uh, <laughs> it's waiting to be melted. sitting in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got nowhere to put it, nowhere to 
do nothing to do with that right now because nobody's eating fondue. No. So if we can find a way to if we can find a way to burn this product, we could get our way into the minion Fortnite territory. But right now, I mean, good grief, we've got no capital. So okay, all we've so got is cheese. What can we What can we throw into this cheese or chocolate uh, that could make it better? There's certain things that people always like. You could throw in like cat. You could flavor it. You can make it like a a coffee chocolate. Or oh, you know, something like you know that. Those, uh, you know those soda machines that they've got popping up at all the fast food places now where it's like you've got like a billion different flavors and yes. you've got a billion different things and you just push the buttons and you get to make all the different flavors of the soda. We could do that with fondue. So it's oh. the secret to those machines, right, is they've got the normal sodas and then they've got like cherry juice that they inject into it, right? So you yeah. have a fondue, a fondue machine. That would have normal cheese and chocolate, right? And then you could have like cherry cheese fondue, <laughs> <laughs> or or lemon chocolate fondue. Like it seems nasty, but then like so does lime coke. But you know that's, that's a true. thing. So that's true. <laughs> supermarketable. We could get them in Wendy's. Um, that could be <laughs> something. Think, that could be you something. You think we could start selling fondue in a Wendy's? <laughs> no, not fondue as a Wendy's product. Fondue as a soda fountain-like drink machine. No, yeah, that's, that's what I was to... saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could start selling fondue at Wendy's. We could sell them at Kidoba. We could sell them everywhere. Um, <laughs> we could. Okay, here's another idea. Here's another idea. Uh, as a promotional event, we could create a fondue water park. Oh, if it's safe to put in your mouth, it's probably safe to swim in. <laughs> we okay, can have hold a wave on, though. pool. Hold on, though. We've got obvious. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about the health problems, but we've got obvious health problems here uh, with people. Okay, just name one. Name <laughs> one, Preston. Name one. Pro- name one health problem with people with a bunch of people swimming in fondue. I dare you. You can't. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, you got me. I I. I'm sorry that I doubted you. <laughs> Wait, I was just taunting you as a joke, Preston. What were the actual? Let's talk about the problems. I don't want to just blindly build this park with no Wait. with no safety oversight. Wait, are you not thinking? Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were like, what did you have? What did oh. you have? I thought you had something. And Sam, that's like a breeding ground for bacteria with just a bunch of people like their bodies swimming around in fondue. People aren't clean. Who do you Preston, think? People I think it's are? Preston. I think it's safer. I think it's safer than a pool. I mean, uh, what what advantages does a pool have towards getting rid of bacteria that hot cheese doesn't? I think bacteria will have a hard time surviving in hot cheese than it would in normal temperature water. are you advocating for people to also consume this fondue that they're swimming in? Is that part of the marketing? All right, well, sometimes you get a mouthful of pool water when you're swimming, and that's, like, the worst part of being (laughs) in a pool. But that could be, like a decent thing in the fondue water park so it's not encouraged you'd have to be a, a maniac to do it on purpose but when it happens you could be like oh instead of like chlorine pool water i got like a mouthful of cheese which is better <laughs> which is it's better. better that is better but hold on hold on hold on hold on pools part of the reason why it's like you know, awful when you get it in your mouth is because it's chlorinated, but it's chlorinated to keep it clean. I don't know if you've ever had a pool, Sam, that's not been chlorinated huh. for a while, even when people aren't swimming in it. Uh, there's a, sure. I remember we had a pool in my backyard once and we didn't clean it for, oh, probably two or three weeks. It was uncovered uh, and there was no chlorine in it. That bad boy got nasty quick. 
Don't you think that cheese hmm. has the potential to get even worse at a faster rate? I don't okay. know. Here's just my a, just a okay. Here's, here, well, here's my proposal for the for the park. All right, it is built in a superdome. It is <laughs> it is completely it is completely sealed off from the rest of the world. We're not going to get leaves blowing into the fondue pool. Okay, it's going to be completely airlocked tight. You have to go through multiple stages of decontamination where every bacteria and the top layer of your skin is burnt off in a chemical bath before you're even allowed into the park. Okay. Once you get in, you can throw your very like sore and freshly exposed layer of skin <laughs> into a big pot of hot cheese. <laughs> and where you can where you can cook your troubles away. This way the fondue stays clean. You don't have any bacteria on you anymore. That's true. Provided pe- provided people aren't like spitting in the fondue, like We'll be fine. Like that'll that'll take care of itself. If you see somebody spitting in the fondue, you have the authority to kill on sight. In my opinion, you're not allowed. But wait, that would get that would get blood in the pool, though. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. All right, tranquilizers. I guess there you go. Drag them out of the park. There you go. I guess that's better for PR, anyways. Um, (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) But what do you do? There's one thing that we've been ignoring, Sam, about having a fondue pool. Sam, when people are in pools, they they pee in the pool. That just happens. Adults do it. Not as many, but kids do it. Lots of kids do it. Is this an adult-only thing? And then if you're caught peeing in the pool, you're tranquilized right. on site and never allowed in again? All right, well, okay, here's the deal, though. People pee in the pool because it's there's already a social... Uh, stigma where it's like it's like nobody talks about it but like you know you can get away with it yeah all we have to do is make it seem like you could never get away with peeing in the fondue <laughs> first of all I don't think That's I would choose to pee phrase. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> yeah it's pretty good mental image first of all I don't think I would choose to pee in the fondue yeah. that seems like a pretty vulnerable place uh, to, to expose myself but, it just but sounds secondly, like a bad experience. <laughs> it sounds horrible, actually. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, all you have to do is 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 some sneaky propaganda, like be like, put signs up places, being like, we we monitor the consistency of our fondue every minute, localized to the square foot. Okay. We will know. We will know if there was a pee breach because we're constantly analyzing our fondue. We'll come and get you. And you'll be in big trouble, Mister. You signed a contract. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but are we? We're not actually monitoring the fondue for that long. Though, we're not we? actually. It's a lie. We don't have the. <laughs> again, we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget. We're sailing off of. We're sailing off of the fondue water dispensing machines. The fondue dispensers <laughs> uh, at the Wendy's. Uh, so that's what we're using to to, to jumpstart the the cost for the water park, and we can't really yeah. afford that kind of monitor. Yeah, you so. can't. You can't start big like that. You got to work your way up. It's um, lies and contracts and sort of like big guys in suits that just sort of stand there with their arms <laughs> crossed with shades on, just sort yeah. of walk. No, just looking around, just the opposite of a lifeguard, I guess. Who's <laughs> 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 there to make you feel very much unsafe. Um, <laughs> if okay. one drop of pee somehow escapes you and you weren't paying attention, <laughs> go boy buster, you better You're watch done. out. You're done. <laughs> Okay, I can I can get behind that, but I've got I've got one more proposal for you for the for revolutionizing fondue uh, that we've not touched okay. on yet. Um, sure. So I like the idea that fondue not only can be a recreational activity, 
that it not only can be an item that you consume for food, for sustenance, but also that fondue could be used possibly in the medicinal world as well. Possibly in the black market medicinal world as well. That would really <laughs> revolutionize fondue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Preston, I happen to behind the scenes know why you came up with that. But hey, you brought it up, pal. You've got the improv job of telling me now okay. what uses you think what uses you think the fondue has in the medical field. First of that all. That seems daunting. <laughs> first of all, the very first idea that I think of is Bam, IV with fondue and drugs in it. Do you know how much better that would make your IV experience? Do you know how much better that would make your hospital experience? You could tweet on Twitter, got my fondue IV, hashtag, I don't know, fondue's cool now. My point being that it would make it so much more fun. People don't like going to the hospital, but if they hear that Mm. there's fondue Mm. there, maybe it'll make it a little more enjoyable, you know? Okay, and... All right, so real quick, I have to shoot it down because if you had fondue pumping into your veins, you would be dead in, in, in minutes. I mean, um, wh- where's the science behind it, though? Have you ever heard of someone pumping fondue okay. into their veins and dying from it? That's true. I guess I haven't thought about that <laughs> specifically. But, okay, well, here's the thing. So we try it once. They obviously die. What we could still do, though, I like this. I like the IV idea. Is we just have, like, a second IV with fondue bag in it that's running like directly into your mouth. Oh. It's running in your mouth, down into your stomach. People get the instant flavor, the warm gut feeling of having just (laughs) eaten some cheesy fondue without ever having to, you know, get their whole mouth coated with the stuff, without having to get their fingers all sticky. None of that. It's just instant warm gut feeling, (laughs) which is, I mean... The strongest painkiller out there, if we're being frank, is the warm gut feeling of fondue. <laughs> so that's definitely that's some use. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping it directly into your gut. Um, <laughs> where else could you use fondue? Well, fondue, if you get it hot enough, could be used as maybe like an adhesive or yes. some sort yeah. of like cauterizing tool to close wounds. It could, um, yeah, it could be used as a as a as a new revolutionary tool for doctors, just sealing sealing people up with this hot cheese. Because if it, you know, once it gets cold enough, then theoretically it would harden up, right? Yeah, turn back into cheese, yeah, real cheese. <laughs> it turned back. In. Now the question behind that is though, is it okay for people to have cheese like sealing up a part of their body? Because it's obviously again, you just gotta weaker. sterilize it. It's the water park problem again. It's only unsanitary because of its preparation. There's nothing inherently wrong about putting cheese in your wounds. It's just because the cheese sort of attracts. <laughs> it's just the cheese attracts dirt and detritus uh, more than most materials because of its sticky, flowy nature. Okay, uh, but as long as you sterilize everything, it'll be fine. You pump that stuff. You put that stuff all over the wound. Seal it up. You're going to be a-okay. Just cover. (laughs) I'm imagining someone comes in with, like, a stab wound. Doctor, I need help. And they just go to, like, a fondue fountain, and they just take, like, a hose and just spray you down a little bit and have you, like, freeze up, and you're good to go from there. (laughs) You're all good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we've got a pretty solid plan, actually, for bringing fondue back into the mainstream. Here's the plan, folks. Here's the plan. You can get on board if you want. We're looking for investors. Uh, first off, we're going to be taking fondue dispensers to fast food chains. Selling fondue <laughs> is this uh, new cool product for the teens with lots of new flavors, uh, and people will get behind that. Uh, we announce our plans to construct the fondue water the park. The fondue park, uh, yeah. 
yeah, uh, currently unnamed, but we'll call it the Fondue Park for now. Uh, and it'll be, you know, slated for 2024. Uh, we <laughs> take the revenue from that, put our put our charitable donations into fondue re- fondue research for the medical industry and then we drop <laughs> minions and Fortnite uh fondue uh what, what a wholesome ending. we sell out <laughs> we completely sell out and and me and fresno can finally leave our cages uh perfect okay hey that's a whole segment we done did it that's a that's another great <laughs> another great uh, that's mini- it mini content thing that one went longer uh so we might actually need to if we want to hit everything we might need to speed it up or slow it down depending on how we want to work things out that's but true. i've got another one for us yeah, Preston. Now this one, now this one actually turn, could, Sam. yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna take a break i've got the next two um the <laughs> this one this next one's gonna be pretty quick i think it's just a fun concept to think about for a little <laughs> bit okay so we're we're all Every listener of this podcast, I assume, is a great flan of flan. Uh oh, a great fan of uh, <laughs> classical literature. Uh, so you're all familiar of with course. the book uh, "Around the World in 80 Days," uh, and I'm sure you are, Preston. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I don't know what his name is because I can't read. Um, <laughs> he like his whole. He gets dared by his rich friends uh, to travel around the world in 80 days, and this is an old, old book. So like that was impressive, I guess. Uh, doing that <laughs> but for but now nowadays that record is mute that sucks that's we easy. can't yeah that's easy i could do that like with my <laughs> limited budget i could probably pull that off mm-hmm. uh preston so what i challenge us to do today is to get around the world in 80 other time increments so we could just go down <laughs> the list and see what it would take for us to do it you know time by time so to okay. start off around the world in 80 hours yeah that's not you that's not so bad. No, ours is easy. I think I think by plane you should still be able to get around the the world in less than eighty hours. I think it's possible to. Oh gosh, I mean it's got to be possible to get around the world in forty eight hours, right? Like just by plane, okay, just flying. Yeah, just because just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're racing the quick. sun at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> so you're could pretty you, much just racing the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you could you take could you travel around? The, oh, that's the conceit of the second Phineas and the Ferb movie, I think. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it is. Yeah, they're like try, <laughs> trying to get around the world. They took bikes and a bunch of nonsense. No. They should have just flown. I think you can get around <laughs> the world by just flying that fast. That'll be easy. I guess it wouldn't have okay. made for as like as great of an episode or a movie, whatever it was, if they <laughs> oh, just sat oh, on a plane I, for sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a worse movie. Just sort of watching like Ferb take a nap and and Phineas just sort of watch Paul Blart Mall Cop two um, for forty eight hours straight. Um, <laughs> that would have been yeah. I guess you're right. That would have been a worse episode of the of the television show. Okay, but in our case. So who cares? <laughs> well, and you can even take some breaks for tourism, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can see some sights. You don't even have to stick to just airports. Like, you could fly to a place, like, spend, like, three hours in a major city, get some, get a cool meal, head back to the airport, take another flight. And like, take another you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's e- seriously, it's not going to be that hard. Easy. Okay, <laughs> so let's go down the list then. So... 80, 80 minutes 80 minutes <laughs> that's 80 a little minutes. harder now this is where this is where i thought this is where i thought in my in my when i was thinking about this idea like i thought this is gonna be it this was gonna blow it but i found an interesting yeah. fact today i wasn't incidentally i wasn't doing research for this i was reading a book that i really like uh no free ads uh but i and, and, and it, they i found this i found this neat fact about the uh about the um the international space station mm-hmm. which is that if you happen to look at it uh during a sun Sunset, and you can sometimes see the ISS fly over you uh, during the sunset and you come back and you look like 90 minutes later 
you can see the ISS pass again because it's oh. gone all the way around the ding dang world and it's come all the way back above you. Really? So around the world in 80 minutes, there's been stuff that's done it. Wow. I don't know if people have done it. There's probably been manned stuff that have traveled faster than the ISS. I mean, I can't believe, I can't imagine that that would be the fastest thing we have in our orbit and that people I, have been on. I think it's fair to assume that if they've not already done it with the ISS, like gone around the world in 80 hours, that they probably could push it to that limit, that they can make it to where they're able to actually go around the world in 80 hours, and then they would end 80 up... 80 minutes. Or 80, 80 minutes, minutes. 80 minutes, sorry. Yeah. But they would, they would accomplish that, I think. Now, another question about one quick question about this is are they going the opposite direction of which the earth is spinning making it seem like they're going around the world quicker or oh, that's are tricky. they going with it i don't know if that's important or not now that i think about it but it sounded i mean important it would it, no it, well, it wouldn't it would matter right because you got the rotation of the earth i mean the rotation of the earth compared to the speed that the probe is going around it is not that much like the earth is rotating way slower okay um but it probably helps. I mean, right? So you'd want to be going against the grain of the Earth's rotation. Mm-hmm. But that might also slow you down Earth. for space reasons. I don't know how space works that much. So maybe there's like <laughs> space friction. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you would want to be traveling with the Earth in order to be moving faster. I don't uh, think there's such thing as space friction. At least not that well, I know of. That's not the real words. That's made up words well, that I came okay. up with. <laughs> I don't know. It might. It's either a good idea or a bad idea, depending on how smart you are so <laughs> you, you, listeners at home just sort of imagine that we knew the answer that you're thinking of and that we went along with it because we did we yeah. did you, we, we went against or with the grain uh, uh-huh. completely depending on what you're thinking right now boy um, oh boy you listeners are so smart thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the the knowledge <laughs> i love your science facts okay well okay hey look we did it 80 minutes easy not it well easy is a stretch. It took all of our human efforts to get to eight to get to to get to uh, eighty minutes. Uh, eighty seconds? Can we? Ooh, that's okay. a minute, Preston. First of all, let's okay. I've got to do a Google search. It's that time. You got to travel 60, 60 times faster than the ISS. Oh my gosh! So wait, how fast? Okay, um, I need to look up. Oh, he's got to do some serious math, you guys. How we long might be here is for a minute. circumference Ooh, baby. of the Earth? Let's figure this out. The oh, Earth's you're cir- starting there? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. The Earth's circumference is 24... We'll, we'll, up, we'll round up to 25,000 miles. Let's just that's round that. That's a funny number. S- that's such a that's a funny good content number you came up yeah. with there, Preston. I love it. I think the listeners are real riveted to hear more Earth size facts. Keep going, wrecking them off, wrecking them off. How fast do we gotta go? What How are fast you we gotta talking go? About? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. I didn't mean anything by it. Come on, keep going. More facts. More facts about our beautiful blue marble. <laughs> All I was gonna do, Sam, was divide it by eighty seconds and figure out how many miles we needed to travel per second. Oh, okay, sure. That sounds fun. Yeah, what do on. you What do you take me for? Some sort of scientist, Sam? I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I guess I yeah. I guess I shouldn't have gotten so harshly. Yeah, okay, do your do your math, nerd. Oh, well, I did Go my ahead. math. You freaking nerd. The math <laughs> is three hundred and twelve and a half miles needs to be traveled every second. Every second. Oh, that's pretty fast. Is that faster than light? Not even close. It has what? How fast? How fast is light measured in miles light, per second? Light light travels so many miles per second. Oh, Preston. that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. I'm a fool. So <laughs> many more. We're not even close to that. 
That's true. That, is that like the sound? Is that the sound barrier? I think that's close to the sound barrier. Can you check that number, Preston? Yeah, okay, I will. I think it's, it's like 343, 343 miles per second, <laughs> I think, maybe. This um, is a very sciencey segment, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> in miles per second. Yeah, sorry. Sam and I, I both took physics, and we both like math, so. Uh, <laughs> this oh, is such a nerd we're, moment. We're like, we're like half the sound barrier. The sound barrier is, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm oh. sorry. The sound barrier, it says it's 767 miles per hour. Sam, we have blown oh. the sound barrier out of the water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sound, sound is a distant memory. Uh, oh, baby. Hey, oh, wow. that's not fast Can enough. Can you do that? What if I've, I've got, got an it. idea? I've hey, got an idea. The, so, can you f- oh, gosh. We have to can travel you find around the G's, the world? Preston? I want to know the G's. I want to know the G's. That you're uh, pulling on this journey. How that's you, a real tricky. That's a tricky calculator to find. <laughs> I'm trying to think. But, uh, I don't remember how to do G's. It's 9.8 oh. meters per second is one G, but I'd have to convert into meters first. And oh I'm, god, no, 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 no. That's this okay. is nerd shit. That's we nerd talk. M- and we're not n- nerds no, 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 here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely a no nerd zone, and so we have to stop that talk right now. Yes. I've got um, an idea, though. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. So, okay. you, all you have to do is go around the world. Who says that it has to be done on the surface or above? My thought is that the, the further down you get into the Earth, the shorter That's the true. distance becomes. So, if you could get down oh. to, like, oh, I don't know, let's say 15 miles down, you've effectively reduced your journey by a ton. And... All you'd have to do is just continue going down and down and down and down until you've reduced the journey to a distance that you can actually travel in 80 seconds without having to go at these monstrous speeds that we're talking about, you know? Well, okay. I kind of like this. Okay, now, again, oh boy. You want to do some math, Preston? <laughs> you want to you want to try and tell me how far down we got to go before the <laughs> circumference becomes navigatable? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not doing no, no, that. No. For okay, you. well we can we can <laughs> imagine a time. I think the sound barrier is a sustainable thing. I mean, people go that fast all the time. Let's just say that yeah, you can get yourself going sound barrier speeds. Um, get That's that the benchmark. Deep. It's pretty pretty deep. Hopefully, you don't. It doesn't get too hot and dangerous down there. It does pretty quick though. Um, I don't know. I can do another Google search if you want me to. No, no. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. The podcast cannot sustain a single second longer of this nerdy science talk. Uh, let's do it. Let's okay. Let's pivot instead. Let's pivot instead. Uh, well, I, in a different version, a different alternate universe, we could have gone to 80 milliseconds, um, to milliseconds, there's no way we get that done. Uh, no, unless of course you got straight down to the center of the earth and like just sort of (laughs) pivoted real quick right over the center of it. Just did like Um, a little twirl. (laughs) Yeah. Just did like a a quick twirl and that, oh, you did it. Oh, great. You did it. You went across the world and. (laughs) <laughs> One second. You'd still have to spin pretty quick. Uh, and you would be crushed under <laughs> hundreds and thousands of pounds of pressure. That you is true. Your body would have been turned into a diamond halfway through the spin. <laughs> but you could have. You could. You could. But you did you it. You could make it work. Yeah. You did it. Oh, great. Around the world in one in one second. Yay. All right, real quick, before we move on, before we move on, I'd like to hit you with around the world in 80 years. 
Just a nice, <laughs> a nice, a nice lifelong journey. You see the sights of the world, Preston. You can spend your whole life going around visiting the great cities <laughs> and the not so great cities of our of our beautiful blue marble. And and in that time, in that time, Preston, I think you will have learned uh, a valuable lesson, uh, which is that speed isn't everything. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better to take it slow. Uh-huh. I mean, there's there's been figures in, in media, uh, very recognizable names, of course, like Lightning McQueen, um, Sonic. <laughs> and- <laughs> that caught me so off guard. <laughs> My- <laughs> uh, oh, no. I hit the audience with that. I went so sentimental. I was like, this is going to be the great wind down. We're going to end this segment. It's going to be beautiful. Lightning not- McQueen. <laughs> I'm not no. finished yet. I'm not finished yet. I am not finished oh. yet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Hit okay. me with hit me with the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notable figures. Lightning McQueen, Sonic. You see in in cars that Lightning McQueen had a a huge character arc where he learned in the in the humble slow town of Radiator Springs that speed wasn't everything. It actually empowered him to go on and win the race in humble terms and it was great. Uh Sonic uh, the the blue blur as some call him because of how fast he moves. There have been times mm-hmm. before where he's had to he's had to slow down because you can't you can't run from everything, Sam. You can't run from That's your emotions. True. You can't run from uh you know you can't run from relationships. Death and taxes. Yeah, you Benjamin can't. Franklin said uh, that. You probably Sonic, could not even run Sonic from taxes. Can get away from I bet That's so- true. I bet Sonic could, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't personally know the power of the IRS, so I we well would have to see if he could. But my point being is that I think yeah, that's a very valuable lesson to uh, to wrap up this thought on that speed is not everything, and we don't have to travel the world in eighty milliseconds and become a diamond and let that be our legacy. We can be so much more. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, that's our third one. Hey, we are currently okay. We've been going for about fifty minutes now, so we've got one. We've got time for one more. Yes. Uh, one more segment. Mm-hmm. One more fun, fun concept. This one's a little more esoteric. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some. Gr- we've had ground. We've had wacky concepts this episode. We've had more grounded concepts. We've had sort of world building concepts like the fun do one. Mm-hmm. This one's more of a character study. Yes. Um, if and I'm I had very to say so. This. It. Yeah, this is going to be sort of just like a guy that we're going to we're just going to think about him and what he'd be like and, you know, what him being in the world would mean uh, for us as a society. And (laughs) I'll start with his name because it's so memorable. His name is Coach. All right. This guy is Coach. Coach. He's the coach. All right. (laughs) So think of your high school. Think of your high school football coach. He's he's in there. He's Mm -hmm. inside of Coach. Think of. (laughs) Think of the coach of the Broncos. Oh, he's in there. He's there. He's in the. He's in coach. The <laughs> idea behind coach is: what if we had? What if all the coaches were just sort of one? They they were amalgamated into this great beast of coach, <laughs> and they have. There's a billion whistles hanging around his neck, and he <laughs> he bellows forth. He bellows forth these incredible commands, not just for his team, which I guess would be. Maybe his team is like society. Ooh. Oh, he's a team he, of the world. He coaches us, yeah. us the people, <laughs> on our on our great on our oh, endeavors. Oh, baby. 
on our other endeavors. If Coach were to show up tomorrow, Preston, what would that mean? Like, what does that? What kind of restructuring do you think we would see in in society? What does that mean for our, for our <laughs> legacy and our mythos? Um. Okay. I appreciate this question. It's very. It seems philosophical in nature now that we bring it up, <laughs> uh, which I can appreciate. <laughs> so. First of all, you said that you said that all the coaches are being like kind of clumped together into this one embodiment of whom we've called coach. Does this get rid of those coaches or are we just like it's almost mm. like are we like taking a copy of every single coach that exists in the world and putting them into this this coach character that we're okay. we've created? Do they yeah, do that's they sort live? Of an interesting <laughs> I like to think that's they a, live. Okay. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I kind of like that one, too, because then instead of like all the football teams now being out without like like the football season will end, right? Like you won't be able to do your sport, right? Because coach coach will be too busy uh, dealing yeah. with everybody. So I kind of like the idea that they do live and then and then coach becomes instead of like this all encompassing figure, he sort of he sort of becomes like like the uh, the patron god of <laughs> of bad history teachers like (laughs) (laughs) like that's just sort so instead of like instead of like being all of them he has maybe created all of them in the image of himself they all have a little piece of coach not that coach is a piece of all of them but that they have all in their own way glimpsed one angle of coach yeah which is is when he's sort of unknowable in his own way um, <laughs> it makes him it makes okay. him more of an anomaly yeah 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 that. all right i like that i like that quite a bit okay uh-huh. so so all the coaches are still around and i guess as soon as real coach appears like the coach when coach appears uh all the coaches are probably going to realize what's happened because they're going <laughs> to see that guy and it's going to be a little bit like looking into a mirror, right? Will they be able like to identify s- that little piece of them as well? Like when they see well, coach, what- is it like every single every single coach that sees the coach? Like do they have a different mm-hmm. experience when they see them because they've got a part of themselves in coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm imagining that the like coaches, as we know them, are would sort of have like a special connection to coach, right? Because they are oh. a, they they are in their own way a part of coach in a way that us non coaches couldn't really imagine. It's like so coach. Dad. I think it's like coach. <laughs> yes, it is exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when they see coach or they hear about coach, they'll understand immediately. Like, oh man. This guy is me. Or maybe Coach <laughs> would privately appear to all the coaches first before he makes his grand debut on the world. And it's like, hey, guys, uh, okay. it's me. It's me, Coach. And I'll sort of like slap all of them on the butt. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and, he'll, and, he'll, <laughs> and he'll be like, all right, I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. We got hut to hut to. And then <laughs> and he'll blow his siren whistles. And then all the power, all the electricity on the world goes out. Maybe. Now, um, whenever whenever Coach <laughs> blows his whistle, you sent this to me in a text mm-hmm. whenever you first told me about Coach. Uh, yeah. And there's a text, and it reads, quote, Heavenly chorus of trumpets, but all the trumpets are just whistles, and the angels are coaches, and it's all coming out of Coach's unhinged jaw. I know we've kind of moved away <laughs> from that Coach oh, being a demonic a, figure sort of vibe. No, he's like a, that's a scary Coach. Ooh. Whenever, whenever Coach blows his whistle, is it like the chorus of a thousand whistles that plays across the entire earth and everyone hears it? Does he have that sort of power? Yes. I oh, like to think he definitely, does. Definitely, 
definitely every single person hears it like from inside their own brain. Oh, um, so he's like he's like telepathically communicating to all of us. Telepathically communicating. I mean, it's Through probably whistles. also loud. It's louder the closer <laughs> you get to him. I bet. Um, yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> that would, right. That would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> And okay, and here's the deal: like, coach doesn't have to be a bad dude, but he does have to be scary. I think he's got to be because yeah. he's this cosmic force. He's Lovecraftian <laughs> uh, in his design, but he's also like, and he's like the fun. He's like he brings like watermelon to the sports mm-hmm. bowl. So you know, ever so he is he has to be sort of scary, but I don't think he's a bad guy. Like he does unhinge his jaw. And like thousands of whistles <laughs> pour out from his mouth Ugh, in an endless idea. chorus. What a horrible thought! Yeah, 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 it's scary and scary, and I don't want to look at it. But it's Coach, you know. So yeah, uh, that's just one know, of the things pa- about him. Just quirky little Coach, you know. Quirky Coach. Um, okay, but I want to return to this idea. I want to return to this idea of Coach being like Coach is like <laughs> Coach's whole thing is like he's here to coach us. He's here uh, to coach yeah. our team. Which is the world, right? <laughs> like, there's been some infighting. You know, if you look at back on our past as a team, you know, we've had a we've had a rocky start. It's we've sort of lost track of our goal. <laughs> I, I think coach is gonna coach is gonna be here to point us towards something <laughs> and to probably get us to get along a little bit better through some yeah. team building exercises. He'll make us. <laughs> He'll make us run laps. I guess we already prepped for that in the last section, though. Um, <laughs> yes, that's kind of that's kind of a wholesome picture, though. I imagine like it, it's almost like a community driven effort to like you know do the things that coaches ask you to do. So everyone in a community, like everyone in your neighborhood, or if you've got a small town, everyone in your town, they get out and they you know the running laps for coach in the morning or the team building mm-hmm. exercises. Maybe you go to maybe you go to the neighbor you've never spoken to before and you start playing cards with them or you have like you have like one of those like team meals. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the banquet sort of thing or like the team will go and they'll you know, there's buffet style food kind of thing. Uh, Maybe that. But just like with your communities, Um, I bet coach could get rid of covid. I've got my money on that. I think he's got the yeah, power. Yeah, okay, okay, so maybe what the coach's thing is, he's like, all right, I'm going to solve the problems. I'm going to get this team into tip-top shape. Yeah. So <laughs> he just sort of, he sort of reorients us. He gives all of us little running paths. Uh, he's like, all right, here, well, here's what, here's the play. Here's the play. <laughs> uh, and he pulls you aside. He pulls all of us aside in our dreams. And he tells us, like, okay, well, here's the deal. Here's what you got to do. Tomorrow, you're going to get up and you're going to, like, eat at Dunkin' Donuts and then you're going to, like, recycle the cup <laughs> and you're going to wear a mask the whole time. And then you're going to go home and you're going to record a podcast. Like, that'll be what he'll say uh-huh. to you in your dream. Uh, and that'll be your little role that you have to play in fixing the world. Some mm-hmm. Everybody will get different things, right? And then, in, like, a year, the world is perfect. And then Coach will sort of, like, the whistle will blow and he'll walk off the pitch <laughs> I guess of our universe, of our timeline, and that'll be that. We'll go back to our normal lives. I love that. <laughs> I hopefully a more whole world. I hope that. Um, I know we're getting very close to time, uh, but I just mm-hmm. want to wrap up by saying I hope that Coach can be sort of a a pop in character sometimes in the future. I think he's he's a very he seems like a very wholesome guy, you know. And he well, and he's definitely in line with what we do here, right? Like our whole thing is making plans, right? Yes, yeah. And I think and he's in the coaches, business of plans. Coaches in the business of plans. He likes making plays. I guess well, he would call them plays. 
rather than plans. <laughs> yeah. A play from coach is sort of like, a, he's like, all right, well, here's what you need to do to make it better. And that's all what we do. Yeah. That's all we do here. That's that's just uh, a so, tomato tomato issue. That's not a big deal. We can call it yeah, whatever yeah. we want. As long as we're getting things done and, you know, setting ourselves up for success, that's what really matters the most. And coach, I think he's in the he's in the best position to help us with that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know how often i don't know how often coach agrees with our goals a lot of times we do sort of have a disrespect for for the human condition that is um, that is fair but but yeah yeah but that's, other times that's our, goals are, our goals are very closely aligned with him you know so yeah. i don't know it depends on how you look at things maybe it'll help <laughs> us with some stuff but yeah but hey that's great i'm gonna call that there that's that is coach we've introduced coach and he was a great honorable mention hopefully he comes around in the future Thank you, Coach, for your time and your patience. Um, but yes, I think Sam, are you? Is that is that good? Are you okay with that wrap up? You know, ending. Oh yeah, ending yeah, yeah. yeah. I absolutely loved it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that was the honorable mentions hour. Hey, uh, add another applause we track. Gave <laughs> <laughs> we gave you four little bite-sized bits. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure there's no real, I don't, there's not a great way for you to tell us if you love this episode or not. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> um, I mean, whenever this, whenever this launches, you could like, you could, you could post on our, like comment on our social media or something. Cause I'm sure that I'll mm-hmm. make a post about this on Instagram. Sam will probably make a post about it on Twitter. We kind of like, absolutely. This is sort of unspoken between Sam and I until like right now. But I kind of own the Instagram and he kind of owns the Twitter. So if there's like one specific person you want to talk to, then message the according one. Like if you want to say like, boy, oh boy, Preston sure is my favorite. But that Sam fellow, not a fan. Message us on Instagram. Oh, Uh, that would suck. Of course, no one one dislikes Sam, though. I know that's true. So, I mean, (laughs) I'm just kind of throwing that out there. I don't know. Just kind of silly. But hey, thanks yeah. for tuning in. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this. This was this turned out a lot more fun. I knew it was going to be fun anyways, but it turned out a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. It was mm-hmm. it was quite it was quite good. It's quite fun. Um, and we can't. This isn't the sort of idea that we can do so often because I mean I, the ongoing concern with running a show like this is like, <laughs> well, are we gonna run out of ideas? Yeah. And this sort of <laughs> format, as fun as it is, you like you burn through ideas super quick, even if they're not the best ideas. I mean, it still takes time to come up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, we're not going to be doing these very often. I think I'm already pretty committed to making our Christmas special one of these. Yeah. Where we talk about a lot of holiday stuff. I think I that's think so really too. really good. Um, and so we'll do we'll be doing another one at least in, by, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but in in the interim, you can expect. You know, just more regular episodes for the most part. And every once in a while, you might get one of these. Um, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Preston already mentioned. Yes. Uh, we announce our episodes on there. Sometimes we tweet out a funny joke. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. You know, that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, and you can send in your uh, question or prompt inquiries mm-hmm. uh, to all of our social medias. You can email us. Uh, and there's this fun feature that Anchor has where you can, um, you can send in voice messages to us and the link to that is at the bottom of our Spotify page, or you can just find it on our Anchor page. Yes. Um, which will be available on our social medias, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can send in a voice message and if you send in a voice message, we'll put your ding darn voice message in the show. Yeah. If we use use it, if we use your idea, I mean, your, your voice is going to be here with us and that's. 
I don't, I don't, don't want to be, I don't want to sound too arrogant or anything, but like, hey, that'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be pretty cool be, if I had that that'd opportunity. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and we'll give you a little shout out if we use one of your ideas, because mm-hmm. we are very grateful to anybody who will prolong, <laughs> prolong our, our, our constant fight against the tide. Speaking um, of which, hey, anyway, I, we owe a quick shout out to uh, Halen McNally again for the Super Frog idea, because she, she yep. was the one that that got us kickstarted on that, so... Thank you again, Halen. She sent in she sent in a big list of questions, and we just kind of pulled from them. There's a couple other ones we've got in there. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, just quick shout out to her. And again, if you submit your own ideas, then that could be you. You could be you could be shouted out in this podcast. And hey, that's pretty cool, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, well, as far as I can tell, uh, other than this, I'll, I'll say one more quick thing, just okay. because holy cow, this outro has been so long. <laughs> this is episode three being released concurrently with maybe two or three other episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if this is the first one you're listening to because it had a cool title or whatever, uh, go listen to the other ones. We've already rec- this is the third one that we've recorded. Yes. So there's two more great episodes, uh, Lights Out and Hyper Pizza, which are good, <laughs> funny stuff. Some of our some of our better content as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hyper I endorse Pizza. them greatly. Yeah, Hyper Pizza <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop, especially at the end. And that's not clickbait, I promise. It really did. <laughs> Hyper, Hyper Pizza got, has a real twist ending, and that was deliberate. Um, yeah, okay, so whatever. Go listen to go listen to those episodes. Um, <laughs> oh, anyways, Preston, is that all you got? Yep, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. All right, well, uh, I've been Sam. <laughs> and I'm Preston. <laughs> uh, and, and this has been uh, uh, Planning for the Worst. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>